Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madge. Chest pain is by far one of the most frequently asked questions that I receive from listeners. Unfortunately, it's one that isn't so easily addressed in an email. Chest pain can be complex with a seemingly endless list of causes. To get to the root cause of chest pain usually requires lengthy questioning by your doctor, along with a solid physical exam and very likely some testing. Most people just want to know if what they're experiencing is something serious. Is it something that can wait? Or will it render you with one foot in the grave if you don't call 911 now? How can you determine this? This is the one symptom that causes more alarm than any other for understandable reasons. Heart disease is the number one killer of men and women in the United States. Chest pain is the classic symptom of a heart attack. Who wants to risk that? In order to illustrate what truly goes on through my mind as a doctor when evaluating a patient with chest pain, let's follow the story of a patient named Chelsea, a 39-year-old woman who comes in to see me in clinic. First, the patient history. I want to know everything about Chelsea's chest pain down to the nitty-gritty. That means I need to review not only her medical history and diagnoses in her chart, but also her current symptoms and details. After all, chest pain is something most doctors take very seriously. I want to know as much as I possibly can about Chelsea's symptoms. I've known Chelsea as a patient for four years now. She's a young woman with a thyroid disorder that is under control with medication. She's also somewhat overweight with a body mass index, or BMI, of 27. Otherwise, she's healthy. But given her symptoms, I want to isolate her risk factors for heart disease, even though she's only 39. Yes. So, I asked Chelsea the following questions. Number one, is she a smoker or has she ever been? No. Number two, does she have diabetes? No. Number three, does she have high blood pressure or hypertension? No. Number four, is there early first-degree family history of heart disease, meaning do her parents or siblings have heart disease? No. Only her grandfather, who had a stroke at age 92. Number five, does she have high cholesterol? It was mildly elevated at her last blood test, but nothing that necessitated medication at the time. As mentioned before, Chelsea is overweight and lives a rather sedentary lifestyle as a computer programmer and young mother of three children. She has a difficult time maintaining a fitness regimen for good reasons and as a result has put on about 20 pounds of weight in the last two years. The current symptoms. When discussing Chelsea's chest pain, she reveals that she's been experiencing this pain for about two weeks. Here's what I need to know and what I discerned from our conversation. There's a useful mnemonic that doctors follow when evaluating chest pain. It's called PQRST. P stands for provocation. Did the pain happen at rest or during exertion? For Chelsea, sleeping seems to provoke or trigger the pain. Q stands for quality of pain. Is it an ache, burning, sharpness, or sense of pressure, for instance? How is the quality of the pain described? Chelsea describes it as an ache. R stands for region of location and radiation. Where is the pain located? Is it right in the center of the chest or on one side? For Chelsea's pain, there's no radiation of pain to the jaw, shoulder, and or left arm. 
as in the classic type of chest pain caused by low blood supply to the heart. S stands for severity. How severe is this pain? Some doctors will ask you to rate the pain on a scale from 1 to 10, with 10 being the worst pain in the world you can possibly imagine. Chelsea's pain is moderate, about 6 out of 10. T is for timing. When does it occur and for how long? For Chelsea, it happens every night at bedtime for the past two weeks and lasts about an hour. I also want to know, besides the PQRST, number one, does anything make the pain better or worse? Chelsea does notice that it's sometimes worse when she's lying down since it seems to be triggered by sleep. And number two, does she have any associated symptoms? Chelsea says that she feels a bit of nausea, but other than that, there's no shortness of breath, no breaking out into a sweat, and no heart palpitations. And then there's the physical exam. It's important to evaluate chest pain in person, not only because of the numerous questions doctors need answers to before determining possible causes, but also because it's really important to examine the heart, lungs, and abdomen to get more information. Chelsea's heart sounds normal as do her lungs, but she does have some very mild tenderness when I press on her upper abdomen and lower chest regions. The next step is to determine if any tests may be helpful in determining causes of Chelsea's chest pain. Here's what goes on through my mind during our visit. She's a healthy young patient without any risk factors for heart disease with the exception of being slightly overweight. The pain she describes sounds atypical for heart causes of chest pain, although women can present atypically, so I still don't ignore this as a potential possibility, although unlikely. I determined that it's worthwhile to do an AKG, or what's called an electrocardiogram in the office, which comes back normal. I also do a blood test to rule out for some other possible causes of chest pain. This includes anemia electrolyte imbalances, a thyroid malfunction, especially since she already has a thyroid issue, cholesterol, and sugar levels. Next, I need to determine the possible causes for Chelsea's chest pain. This is referred to as a differential diagnosis in medicine. The most common possible causes of Chelsea's pain are, number one, the heart. Understandably, heart causes of chest pain are the most worrying. Typical chest pain that is related to the heart begins in the middle or left side of the chest pain that can radiate up to the jaw and neck or down the arm and can be accompanied by nausea, vomiting, heart palpitations, or the sweats, and occurs with exertion and is often relieved by rest. But it's important to note that some patients can present atypically, especially women, like I said prior, those with long-standing diabetes, and then also the elderly. Therefore, for those aged 40 or older, and especially those with risk factors, it's important to consider the heart when faced with a chief complaint of chest pain. As a note, heart attacks in patients under the age of 40 are not common unless there's cocaine or methamphetamine use involved. Also, other anatomical changes can cause chest pain as well, such as structural heart valve abnormalities and problems with the aorta, which is the big blood vessel attached to the heart, as can inflammation or infection of the heart called myocarditis or the inflammation of the lining of the heart called pericarditis. 
So although it may not be heart disease per se, it can still be other issues with the heart. Number two, the lungs. The lungs are very close in proximity to the heart, and therefore symptoms can overlap or mimic each other. Thankfully, Chelsea has never been a smoker and also isn't experiencing any problems with her breathing, which should make me think of possible lung causes. Here are a few lung problems that can also cause chest pain. First, there's pulmonary emboli. This is a clot in the lung that typically travels from the leg. It occurs in those with a personal or family history of clotting disorders or in a patient with a recent history of inactivity, like after hip or leg surgery or recent travel on an airplane. This typically causes a sudden onset of symptoms, often includes shortness of breath, and usually symptoms don't just come and go. Some patients also report a swelling in one leg along with pain. This doesn't sound like Chelsea's situation at all. And then number two, there's pneumothorax. This is a hole in the lung that is often caused by trauma, but it can also be spontaneous. Again, this is also typically sudden in onset and doesn't just come and go. It tends to be more severe and is also associated with shortness of breath. This also doesn't sound like Chelsea. And lastly, pneumonia. Patients with pneumonia can have chest pain, but they often also report fevers, chills, cough, and overall malaise. Chelsea's chest pain doesn't seem infectious. And then besides the heart and the lungs, there's also the stomach. The stomach sits right below the chest and is connected to the esophagus, which is the tube that carries food down from the mouth and into the stomach. Therefore, patients who experience acid reflux also report feeling chest pain as well. Upon further questioning, Chelsea tells me that she hasn't tried any antacids to see if that relieves her chest pain at nights, but she says that she doesn't sense any acid reflux. She does all of a sudden remember, however, that her pain seems to also be triggered by heavy foods like pizza and fettuccine alfredo. She's also found herself avoiding caffeine while at work the past few months because of some intermittent heartburn. Again, she also admits that she hasn't really been eating very well, hasn't had time to take care of herself, and is eating more fast food than usual. Next, musculoskeletal reasons can also cause chest pain. The ribcage muscles and nerves all encase the heart and lungs. And when doing heavy lifting or strenuous movement with our upper bodies, we can strain these areas. Patients will often report chest pain, and the pain is said to be reproducible, meaning that we can actually trigger it by touching the area or doing certain movements. Some patients will say that it hurts more when they take a deep breath as well. Chelsea's chest pain is not reproducible by the touch or triggered with deep breaths, as she hasn't been doing anything strenuous. And then there's anxiety. Anxiety and stress can certainly cause chest pain in some patients. Patients who experience panic attacks often feel chest pain as a symptom, along with shortness of breath, sweating, heart racing, and a feeling of intense impending doom. This is particularly a concern in young people with chest pain because panic attacks often begin when young. So overall, getting down to the diagnosis, given that Chelsea has had some stomach symptoms and the fact that her chest pain didn't seem heart-related... I treated her discomfort with some prescription and acids for the next few weeks. She returned to see me, and she felt like a new person. 
what Chelsea had all along was some acid reflux. Once that was treated along with some lifestyle modifications, including changes in her diet, her chest pain was completely resolved. This experience made her realize that she really needs to start taking care of herself. So make sure to listen to my episode on the five tips to prevent acid reflux to learn the exact nutrition and lifestyle changes that I discussed with Chelsea to get rid of her chest pain for good. Share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages. And you can even find me on Pinterest. Please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. This content does not substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Hey, House Call Doctor fans, if you like listening to my podcast, why not subscribe to our Quick and Dirty Tips newsletters? You'll get exclusive content, offers, and more delivered right to your inbox. Just head over to quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters to learn more. That's quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. If you have any future topic suggestions, you can email them to me at housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. Have a super chest pain-free week. <laughs>